It's the final word daily, Australia-Pakistan, day three here at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon for cbussuper.com.au. Jeff, tell us about a pretty busy day in 30 seconds. Pakistan chipped away, Rizwan Jamal Shaheen got the deficit down to 54. Pretty good going, really. 264, they were all out. Um, and then Australia were rocked. They were rolled. They were reeling. Uh, one down, two down, three down, four down for 16. Mm. They were stuffed. Pakistan were rushing through them, and then they didn't quite do that because of big partnership. Smith and Marsh. Marsh almost makes 100. 96, edges to slip. Smith, 50. Uh, gloves won. Last ball of the day. Can you believe that? And uh, so they're, what, 241 ahead. Pretty good position, Australia, but six down. Pakistan still in it. A lot going on, wasn't there? So you, you would say that before play, the job for Australia was to take the four wickets and be batting by lunch. Mm-hmm. What wasn't the plan was losing two wickets before the long break. Uh, inside three overs, both Shaheen Sharafridi, David Warner nicking off to a lovely ball in the channel. And then oh, I would say Labashain set up. They, mm-hmm. they moved the fielder from the offside into leg slip after he scored a boundary in that direction. And Shaheen Sharafridi, I'm not saying he necessarily was bowling for that, but he was bowling a straight line and, and, and uh, yep. Labashain helped into the gloves of Rizwan. So two for six at lunch and then four for 16 shortly thereafter. Warner chopping on his final innings at the MCG in Test Cricket gave the crowd a wave of his bat. Minutes later, Travis Head came and went. An absolute beauty. Mir Hamza getting two in two on a hat-trick to Mitch Marsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was special. It was all going on. It was Pakistan. It was all happening here at the MCG. It was all, ha- all happening at the MCG. It was all, and it was. Mm. And, and look, the, Barat made this point before when, when doing a piece with him. How long has it been since Pakistan were ahead mm. in a test match in Australia? I would argue 1999 in Hobart. It's been that long. <laughs> These matches that they've won against Pakistan over the decades now have not been competitive at all, really. No. There have been games that the Pakistan have been in for a little while, but not really ahead in. So yeah, this just meant quite a bit. The, that previous one, they should have drawn it, but they, they were never, never ahead of it. it. That's yeah. right. They were never in, in a position to win the test match. They mm. could only ever save it from where they were after a lot of rain. So that meant something. And then the, the, most, uh, the most important moment of the day, Abdullah Shafiq mm. putting down another catch at slip. Mm. Marsh on 20. It was an eventful couple of overs. Jamal comes on. Marsh cuts him for three boundaries. He starts poorly, replacing Mia Hamza. Mm-hmm. So much riding on the, on the performance of the change bowlers. But then Jamal beat him three times in that same over. It was mm-hmm. all over the place. But mm-hmm. first ball of his second over, healthy edge, through to Shafiq. Sun was shining. No excuses. Down it went. Just just like this. And Hands an hour, in front of him. hour, hour and a half later, mm-hmm. the game is feeling more in Australia's column. They put on 153. And look, the 241 they lead by might already be enough. Yeah, it feels that way. It feels like it would be really difficult to bat out their fourth innings. The ball was doing absolutely heaps yeah. at the start of that Pakistan. I, I, like, the, the feeling of it, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel excited by the cricket in Perth. I was, I was intellectually interested in it. Things happened that were good to watch. But that feeling of, oh, of rush, of momentum. And it wasn't, it wasn't just the bowling bit. It was the way they batted, so the way Rizwan comes out, goes after them a little bit early, doesn't get struck for quite a few overs. But Jamal doing that thing that sometimes a lower order bat can do of, like, I'm going to be really 
really brave here. I'm going to keep taking it on. He kept doing the, the sort of, I kept thinking of it as, you know, when Homer Simpson gets like the little drinking bird that presses the button <laughs> on his computer. That's how Jamal ducks the bouncer. He just goes head first down underneath it like that. He actually exposes his neck up. and puts the periscope up at yeah. the same time. It's not sustainable either in like not no. getting whacked and also not getting out. No, but Cummins and Hazelwood were literally aiming for the toe of the bat that mm. was sticking up and trying to, to get a catch that way. But the fact that he took some on the body, um, even even after Rizwan gets out, he takes him on a little bit late when, when it's ninth down. He banks that big six from Lyon over mid-on. and um, He hits that big on drive down the ground. He made 33, Jamal. And they just got it back within touch. You know, they're 54 away. You're, you're, you're close enough that, okay, it's not on as even, but it's not that far off. And then they come out with the ball and they rock and roll Australia first up. And Shane Afridi's been battling and the way that he's able to finally get it to work first over, gets angles in, swings away, hits the seam, goes away from Kawaja, second ball. We've talked about how many balls Kawaja's, Kawaja's faced this year. Well, only two in his last innings. Yeah, yeah. And then Labuschagne down the leg side, like you said, put the leg slip in, got him thinking about it, and then went like wide outside off, down leg, wide outside off, down leg, and did that three or you know, sort of three through changes over, yeah. through the over. I don't know whether it was deliberate or not, but it bloody worked because yeah. they get him nicking behind before lunch. And then the two and two balls after, it was like this is thrilling Australia are 70 ahead they're four down and it I don't know it still felt like there would be a partnership but it felt like this this was you know this was really on for about five minutes I thought it was going to be a three-day test match mm. it felt like Australia were going to get rolled it was just it was just working for Pakistan it was clicking just to go back to their batting innings their first mm. innings for a moment um, Rizwan uh, falling to Cummins the first ball after he moved out a mm. second slip to catch in cover and picked him out immediately great from Cummins to set the trap then mm-hmm. to put the piece of bait there and then Rizwan couldn't help himself as we said last night he just likes to keep things interesting caught in the trap and, <laughs> and he can't get out well he couldn't could he because uh, I water- love cover driving too much baby and yeah, was, was that? a squarer cover as well it was, it was really good and it was yeah. width from Cummins and did he take a little pace off it it just it seemed to stop in the wicket like Abdullah Shafiq's one where he chipped it back just just, just something like couldn't get the timing went too early Rizwan was the same bat twisted yeah. flew square Warner doesn't drop a lot of catches. I like the cut of uh, Jamal's jib. Mm. Um, he, he, look, he made 33, whatever it was, not out today. Took some responsibility down the list, batted in a gutsy manner. He's got a couple of first-class half centuries. I went through it. Mm. The first of those was against Mia Hamza and Sohail Khan. So he is capable. He made an 80-odd sure. last year as well. So I can imagine a world where he becomes a test number eight. I like to believe mm-hmm. that Amir Jamal is going to have a test career now. He hit the radar in the low 140s a few times today. And sure, he is inconsistent. I, I don't think he's ever going to be consistent, mm. but I think that might be part of his magic or something like that. Wicketless today, but easily could have had Mitchell Marsh. Let's move the conversation to that man, uh, Marsh, after getting the chance. Can we do a little more Hamza first? Oh, yeah. Can we yeah, do a please. little more? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, and on, yeah, well, you go first. I'll go second. Well, just two, two left armers opening the bowling to two left-handers. Fun, just like that anyway. Yep. That's good. That's nice. Um, the David Warner wicket, it's a, it's a bonus for the bowler. Short. Outside off, Warner tries to clatter it. Didn't get up. Was that? Oh, I couldn't quite remember. Was that the same end where Mitchell Stark bowled one um, earlier that didn't get up? I think it was to Rizwan, was it? Where, hit where him it, on the shoulder. Different yeah, ends, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there was you were getting this bit of inconsistent bounce. Some were staying a bit lower. Some were, but particularly some short of a length were staying a bit lower. And that seemed like that. That's that was the trouble for Warner. Bottom yep. edges it into the stumps. But then the one to Travis Head. You know, I mean, it, the first time I saw it, I was like, good Yorker, not great Yorker. And then every replay I watched, I was like, no, nah, that's getting better every single did, time did I see, see it. Did you see the graphic they had yeah. on television of what, what the, the expected deviation? Yeah, yeah. If it didn't move as much as it did. And yeah. that's just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking with Mia Harms, or I might have mentioned this on the podcast a couple of days ago. He's not picked for this tour 
uh, in isolation, right? Mm. He's taken over 400 first-class wickets at 22 in Pakistan. Yep. That, that's, that's hard to do when you bowl 128 kilometres an hour. It suggests that, much as it was with Muhammad Abbas, he's a very skillful operator. Mm. And, yeah, like he's got an opportunity because people have fell around him. But he seized it at yep. 31. And um, Damien Fleming said today at one point, gee, he'll be handy in England mm. at some point. Mia Hamza, with that skill set, being able yep. to hoop the ball the way that he can. That was a glorious ball first mm. up to Travis Head. The perfect ball to bowl mm-hmm. Travis Head first up. And yeah. he deserved and he to back a little well. Like Head comes across okay. it and whatever. But it tailed in so far But that's the point outside. of doing it first ball, yeah. right? If you do that to his 21st ball... He probably gets probably, forward. Exactly. Yeah. First ball, you, you know, there's there's there's, yeah. there's more... There are more elements at play for, sure. for any batter walking in before they're set, before yeah. they felt bad on ball. And he's probably... Like, probably if you're Travis Head, you're expecting it to be going... To be outside your off stump, looking to get you playing into the cord and something like that. Not zeroing in um, and, and just slithering through that gap like a snake under a door and knocking the stumps over. Well, it Warner it did felt say, like England. Yeah, Warner did say this on night one, didn't he? He said that, you know, Hamza, he described Hamza yeah. as the best bowler on day one. Right. I know that you know, it's easy for Warner to say that when he sure. you know, batted through to lunch and did get out to him, but because he, he was swinging it both ways, I mm. thought that was an interesting observation yep. from Warner. So, but yeah, it, felt, it was, felt English today. Like it, the, did, it was yeah. gloomy, it was overcast, there was a bit of drizzle in the morning, delayed start, all the rest of it. Uh, and then the ball was absolutely going. And that period where Smith and Marsh come together, like that was bloody hard work yeah. for that first chunk of time that those two are out there it's going all over the place Marsh is getting inside edges it's beating the outside edge like he looked like he was going to get out any minute for his first 20 or 30 balls Smith looked pretty ropey at the same time there were a lot of appeals had a couple of reviews they make it through to that that first drinks break after lunch and then that first ball after the drinks break is when the catch goes down which he almost parried to second slip by yeah. the way um, delicious I'm, second surprised slip Salmon, I'm surprised Salmon didn't didn't grab it in yeah. second kind of that the second wasn't um, really concentrated Tabaret Miller style here from 92 he looks too slow on the on the response as well. I suppose he was just expecting first slip to take it, but yeah. you've got to be ready for the the possibility that things go wrong. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that, that's true. I, I hadn't considered that, but I just thought it was more. Um, it would have been brilliant had he pulled it off. Mm. It would have been upside, but yeah, not to be. And look, the way they got into their groove for Marsh, we saw when he was at his most dominant as an Australian Test player before it was in the, the summer of 1718 when he mm. made those two Test centuries where he just plundered the boundary at deep point and deep backward point mm-hmm. and so it proved again today any width and it doesn't even need width for him because he's so strong like he just mm. muscles the ball in that direction when it's short enough he prefers playing through point than he does pulling despite having a great pull shot played one blistering pull shot when mm. he was set today in fact that might have been the sign right when he played that pull shot I think it was off Shaheen it's like he's absolutely on here uh, and yeah it was it was sad when he fell because you know he was out in the 90s last week and it, it was the change that Pakistan made to move Salman mm. into first slip to ditch Shafiq got to get the boy off um, Shafiq um, pushed out into the outfield um, and yeah Salman first opportunity diving away to his right an absolute screamer mm-hmm. um, and yes the, the heart sank uh, anyone who's watching yeah. uh, it doesn't matter how uncharitable you want to be everybody wanted to see Mitch Marsh have that moment on this ground we referred yesterday to the crowd having booed him here back in 2018 it would have been a lovely uh, full circle thing had he had the chance to race mm-hmm. the bat but what's True to say is that it was a crucial inning, sort of vital time. Uh, he got Australia back in the ascendancy, and he's never been better as a Test cricketer than he is right now. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, the catch was as good as the innings was. Yep. You know, literal one-hander. Um, not like a full dive, but it's almost past him. He's trying to catch up with the ball, get as low as possible. It's just above the turf. It was almost in, you know, getting dicked by the third umpire sort of territory at that point for the fielder, but he just took it a couple of inches higher than that danger zone, managed to scoop it up, keep that hand under it. And, um, it was an extraordinary take, and, and the, you know, it was a great delivery as well. It, just, it was one of the few times since the first 20 or 30 balls where Marsh looked a bit tentative prodding at the ball. And harms his first over back, crucially. Mm. So after doing that damage after lunch, he bowled so tidily. I think at the point where he returned to the attack, he had like two for 12 from 12 or something like that. And as you say, first over back gets Marsh just to change the, the energy of the final session because Carey and Smith crawled to the finish line mm. by playing for... The close to a certain extent with the exception of yeah. one drive down the ground. It felt like Smith was playing for the close since he came in. I mean, yeah, he crawled all day. It was his second slowest uh, half century in Test cricket, reaching mm. that mark in 153 balls. His slowest 50 was at uh, Karachi or the Hall, one of the other mm. last year when he got there in 154. So it gives a sense of just the lack of fluency from Smith, but also the fact that they were complementing each other really well, where Smith was mm. absorbing pressure, Marsh was applying it. Like the, It was mm. the definition of a partnership. They were... They were, they were uh, making up for what the other one wasn't necessarily doing quite so sure. well. Because Marsh never looked that sturdy in defence. He, he looked far better when attacking. Mm. And Smith, yeah, it's, it's disappointing he gets out when he does. But again, credit to Pakistan. Credit to Shaheen Sharafridi. He went the short ball attack for a couple of overs. Pulled back from it, went to a more conventional field. Last over of the day, set the field back again. And mm -hmm. even in an even less conventional setting, there was like a, a, a leg slip who was like, seemingly too deep and yep. there was a, a deep backward square he wasn't all the way back and there was a fly slip that wasn't it wasn't uh, far yep. enough you're kind of thinking well they're, they're just trying to get in smith's head here mm. and yeah second Maybe time in the works. over there's yeah. a lot of room in there quite a lot of people can get in but like, you can have a big party in there he's in there he's he's laid out snacks he's playing a 90s mega mix he's ready for you to come over got some fairy yeah. bread yeah he's made some fairy breads made some uh, some rice krispies you know made some of those little chocolate crackles chocolate crackles yeah, he's ready go. he's been to the school fate yeah and he is stocked up on snacks he's yep. got some killer pythons oh yeah he's got he's got a big big tub of cordial that he's mixed up cotties green lime he's ready to party okay he's I, got I, some light and tangy chips oh yeah Gosh, I want to go back to 1994 right now. Now you say all of those things in the same sentence. Uh, off, the, off the stickers of the bat into the gully to sort of secure with what became the final ball of the day. And yeah, look, that you know the closer play score six for 187, leader 241. You you might be right. 241 might be enough, but if they get too many and 41. If they, if they get through Australia in, in 15 overs tomorrow yeah. morning, let's say uh, an hour, and they can restrict it to a chase of 280 odd. That's the mm. point where if they get off to a good start, if Barbara's arm can fire, a lot of ifs, mm. huge range of ifs. But yep. the track, despite having a wee bit of up and down, this is not Perth last week. No. This is not trying to chase or trying to save a game or whatever. This is a pitch that should still be pretty good for batting mm. on day four. It'll probably be a day four finish. It's improbable they'll still be playing on day five if they bowled Australia out inside yeah. a session. So, yeah, I wouldn't rule them out completely. And I like the the attitude that mm. they've taken throughout the first three days. And you know, I can guarantee that Shan Masood, with the outlook he's taking to Test cricket, he'll be telling them it's not about saving the match. Let's go out and win this. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope they have that attitude, and, and I hope you know there, there isn't a way to save it from here. But yeah, I, it just think, long, I just it, think yeah. with the way that just. The amount that the ball has done, I mean, it's so good to watch a test match in Australia where the ball's doing plenty. The pitch like, is brilliant. The, but the conditions are making it work yeah. as well. Yep. Like it, it, it's actually interesting, absorbing, exciting cricket, not bowling machine cricket. And, and God bless that. Um, let that continue for as long as it possibly can. So I, I think with the quality of Australia's fast bowling, they've got 
too many already, but I'd, it would be very interesting to be proven wrong. Hall of Fame? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the final word, Hall of Fame, C-Bus Super. C-Bus Super uh, are an yeah. award-winning super fund for a whole range of go reasons. On. I suspect one of them is they provide advice for, yeah. uh, for the members... Uh, well, you would hope so. And advice services to help make the right decisions about ah, one super. There you go. You can access personal advice about super over the phone, uh-huh. no extra cost. Yep. And if you need broader advice, CBUS will refer you to an accredited financial okay. planner. No cowboy business. Yep. Um, straighty 180, mm-hmm. straight bat. They're knocking everything on the head. They're doing it the right way, mm-hmm. as they should. CBUS Super celebrating their 40th birthday in 2024. We're only a few days away from that milestone, uh, which we will celebrate with them on the final word. CBUSSuper.com.au. Past performance, as good as it is, is not a reliable indicator mm-hmm. of future performance. And they're looking after our final word Hall of Fame, our moment of the day throughout the summer of 23-24. Jeff. Okay. Hall of Fame, well, it can only be one thing to start. Little Dick getting Little Dick. stuck. Uh, coming back after the lunch break. Players are milling around, umpires are chatting to them. What's going on? Should have started play. What's happening there? Couple more chats. Everybody seems to be quite amused. Someone's chuckling. Someone else is chuckling. Everyone's having a laugh. They're not playing cricket. What's going on? You know, it's not the comedy festival. You're not supposed to be out there just swabbing jokes. Joel, what's happening? Uh, Dick Illingworth, the third umpire, is stuck in the lift. Now, you and I have had this conversation before because you think I'm a bit weird because I don't like to take lifts. You don't. If, if possible. If it's if it's anything less than, say, five floors, not taking the lift. I'm taking the stairs. Okay. Um, and my theory is that one day you will get stuck in a lift. Not you personally, but any person who takes lifts. And, and if it's less than five floors, you'll be really annoyed. You'll be like... I should not have. I should not be standing in here for an hour because I wanted to not walk two flights of stairs. Mm. Just walk the two flights of stairs. That's been my rationale ever since Michael Vaughan got stuck in the lift at Lords oh, back yeah. in 2015. I Always think it was. Always happens. Those Lords yeah. lifts. Like a few of my colleagues got caught in there at the Lords test this year. Bloody hot day, and he came out of them after they finally opened the doors. Sort of like, what? Oh, you know, it was like Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> just having just just crossed the, uh, the the sun's anvil. It's bloody hot if you get stuck in a lift. And Richard Illingworth, bless him, he's going back to the third umpire's box after lunch. He's got a few minutes to spare. Happy days. I don't know how many flights he was going up. Not enough. He was stuck. Yeah. He was. Stu- I, I think I heard this. They were going up from level one to level three. So yeah. it wasn't a big journey. Two flights of stairs, Richard. Take the lift, buddy. He was take, in there with. The um, I believe he was in there with Mel McLaughlin from Channel okay. Seven as well. So he yeah. had some company. Okay. Um, the whole thing could be a comedy festival skit. If yeah. you're watching Greg Fleet, um, you know, mm. pop it in your, your comedy festival regime for Maybe next year. Maybe a one act play. Yeah. You know. Okay. It's stuck in the lift. Yeah. With Little Dick Illingworth. Yeah. And Mel McLaughlin. Like, uh, what's it called? I in, hope that's in, true. Um, Pete Lawler said that on our coverage. He might have been joking, but I think it's I think it's accurate. In in camera is that the name of the the short play that's that's all set entirely in a small room? What's the whose line is it? The French fellow. Hell is other people. That's the you know the idea that that being stuck in a confined space with other people for a, any amount of time really would be bad, but but it would be dilated. You would have the most amazing time dilation factor. Like every minute stuck in the lift would would feel like an hour. So. Uh, in that case, Richard Illingworth was in there for at least six hours because he, he, he got back, I think, six minutes after the scheduled resumption. They sent the fourth up by that point. Yep. Uh, old mate Gillespie was running up the stairs and, and then eventually was punted out as, as Dick Illingworth got back in the chair to make the decisions. But it was funny for everybody else. No, it's not funny when you get stuck in a lift, but it's funny for everybody who's not stuck in the lift. It's it's the transport equivalent of being hit Hitting in the, the balls. balls. Yep. yep. Yep, we're on the, on the same mark there. Uh, the only other nomination I have in addition to that uh, was Hassan Ali getting right into the spirit of things in front of Bay 13, yeah, yeah. Old Bay 13. And, you know, uh, foreign cricketers or overseas players have come here, stood in front of that part of the ground and not really made it work for them. Mm. Uh, 
Gunnar Gould, another top flight umpire, speaks of that 82 test match here where he had a meat pie squished on his head okay. uh, down there um, when he was fielding on, on the That's final day. That's just how we serve lunch in Australia. And, and Gunnar's a wicketkeeper. Mm. He was on as a sub-fielder and, and copped the treatment there. That's in Derek Pringle's book from a few years ago. Um, but um, he understood mm. the way to win them over is to dance with them. Okay. And Hassan Ali, boy, did he dance. Dance His hips don't lie. He was he, me, actually Hassan Ali. Hassan Ali last week was during the barefoot circle. He yeah. started um he started, you could call it cultural appropriation. Really. He started engaging and dancing in the barefoot circle okay. with the indigenous uh, yeah. leaders. Sure. Um, uh, again, I don't know. Go go with what's happening. I think it, it lends itself to the theory that these two teams really really like each other, mm. um, and we see examples of that pretty much every day. And I like it. Uh, Hassan Ali copped the "You are a legend." Wow. There which, we go. Uh, you know, which he is got good. legended. Which is good. That's big. That takes a fair bit to, it's, to win. It's only one level below. We love you because yeah. you're a Victorian. Yeah. These are the two. Okay. Well, but, um, if he could really only get a gig for the Stars of the Renegades, then he could become a Victorian yeah. in that way. Uh, and a, fi- a final nom for Jeff Marsh, uh, who was sitting out oh, there yeah. for about 20 minutes after Sean got out, just with both hands on the back of his head. Just couldn't move. He was just like, ah. Meanwhile, Sean was playing with his kid and not really, didn't actually seem that bothered by it. Well, um, he, but well, Jeff was. Yeah. Oh, he was Sean knows what it's like, and mm. so does Jeff. They've all got Sean got boxing, run out for ninety nine. They've yeah. all got Boxing Day Test nineties mm. at the MCG. Mm. Not something oh, well. they'll love, but hey, hey, uh, uh, Jeff Marsh must be living his best life but watching Jeff Mitch Marsh play his best cricket. Four Test hundreds, Jeff Marsh. I think it's four. He made eight One Day hundreds yeah. and four Test hundreds. Okay. And, yeah. and so Mitch is three, and Sean is, is five. Uh, Sean's for one on debut, one in South Africa, two, one two in, in Sri Lanka, two in the Ashes. Yeah, so one in debut in Sri Lanka and one, one in, in twenty sixteen. Yeah, five. Adelaide. The Hobart one. Adelaide? Yeah, Adelaide, um, England. England. Oh, Adelaide, England, uh, Sydney, England. Hobart, West Indies, so six. Hobart, West Indies, six. Yeah. We're quite right. Mm. There you go. Well, that's what we do, you there know. You we, we, we speak our own language. So he's leading the family. Sean's leading the family. Mitch <laughs> is still on three. Um, he could have got there. Well, you had the 90 in Perth and, and the 96 here, as somebody muttered to me in the press box upstairs, do we have a new Shane Watson? I don't think so. I don't think he's anywhere near as nervous. He looked very cheerful after play. Mitch I think Marsh. he'll overtake uh, both of his family members. I yeah. think 2024 is going to be the year of cbosuper.com.au and the year of Mitch Marsh. year let's, of Marsh. Let's leave it there. It has been the Final Word Daily. Thank you for watching and or listening to us here in the MCG car park where we have made more videos than perhaps any, any other place. Other. Yep. Back to the old WBBL weekly mm-hmm. raps we used to do in the first season of that <laughs> many, many moons ago. If you like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Who That's knows? Pakistan do. might chase down 300. It could be brilliant. Don't miss a ball. Buy stumps tomorrow. Talk, talk to you after. See you there. Bye. Sorry if I ran out to empty this, so you know what I meant here. I had to